Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by co-founder and CEO Jen Zazet and Chief Impact Officer Deborah Luster. Jen co-founded Goodles with over 15 years of experience leading and operating companies. Deb has been working with passionate founders and knows the mac and cheese space very well as she was the former president of Annie's. We chat with Jen and Deb about all things noodles and cheese and what Goodles is doing to really disrupt the mac and cheese space. Deb, Jen, welcome to the show. So glad to have you on today. Oh my gosh, we're so happy to be here. Thanks for having us. (laughs) For those that are not familiar, can you uh, both introduce yourselves and tell us, you know, where you guys come from to us? Absolutely. Well, we are with Goodles, which you may have heard is a new mac and cheese company, but we can tell, we'll tell you lots more about we're, we're much, much bigger than mac and cheese, but I'm Jen. I am so lucky to be the CEO of this crazy, weird band of hooligans. And this is Deb, my extraordinary co-founder and founding partner who happens to be the original president of Annie's and one of the founding team members of Annie's. So yes, we have noodle royalty in the house here. Mac and cheese, baby. It's all about Mac is back. So that was 30 years ago, but we are so excited to be here and we're so excited to be a part of Goodles, which is Noodles Gooder. I'm Deb. I'm like actually now reflecting on my Expo West experience. Were you there? Yes. Oh yeah, we were I all there. Definitely, we had a- I definitely had a conversation with you. It's all it's coming back to me. I feel like it was such a cluster of like meeting so many people in like such a short period of time, but I definitely recognize you from the from the booth. Well, you have to see Jen. She was on roller skates. <laughs> I was the one on roller skates. Deb was not on roller skates. She had her arm in a sling. So we we're like no roller skates for you. But yes, I was lucky enough to be roller skating on Google's roller skates. That's how you do I it. Love that so much. So to take a little step back and then a couple steps forward, can you tell us what Goodles is and what your core products are? Yeah. So we say that goodles are noodles made gooder. And I think what defines gooder for us is that number one, it has to taste absolutely delicious. So we're going to get to the nutrition part in just a minute, but we do not believe that you have to sacrifice on the taste side to, in order to have great nutrition. And so I think that's really what defines us. So our noodles gooder is a proprietary noodle recipe and it's packed with nutrients. We've got 21 nutrients, all from these crazy organic veggies. We've got high protein. We have high fiber. You've got prebiotics. There's 25% fewer calories. There is clean ingredients. We're actually the first ever to be clean label certified, which is an incredible organization that tests for over 400 contaminants. So we got clean ingredients and none of that is in the taste. You just taste it. And all you know is like, okay, it's yummy. And that's what we're going for. So that's what makes noodles gooder. Yeah. You, you two have tried it, right? So it, you know, it's really yummy. Yeah. That's all. I think it's interesting because, you know, a lot of what we're seeing in this quote unquote better for you consumer space is either marked as keto, paleo, dairy free, gluten free, whatever. And Goodles is not dairy free, is not gluten free, is not. In fact, it's like real, you know, real everything. And I think a lot of cheese. (laughs) (laughs) We all do. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's a really interesting angle. And I'd love to kind of hear like 
how that came about and why you guys decided to pursue like the real angle as opposed to trying to be like an alternative in some space. We wanted mac and cheese to be for everybody. So we wanted the real ingredients. We wanted to take some of the the category that was always a duo duopoly basically and refresh the category with what you love, like make it so that it's no longer guilty pleasure, but it's something that you actually feel really good about eating all the time. So our goal was to put as much nutrition in a tiny noodle without changing the taste, but to bring back mac and cheese into your, on your plate and make you feel really excited and happy about it and make it feel good in your body. Yeah. I think what's amazing too is to Rachel's great point earlier, entrepreneurs right now who are future-proofing like classically unhealthy categories, right? In order to really get that nutrition label there, they are generally kind of replacing with artificials and and other and kind of preservatives to kind of get around, like getting to that nutritional kind of advantage. And, And as a result, I would say there's some brands that are almost there on taste parity, like maybe 90% of the way. But what I think you guys are doing that's amazing is I, I think you guys are just as good as a nostalgic kind of craft mac and cheese with the nutrition facts on, on top. And so I'm a huge fan. And I think what you guys are doing is just amazing. And I think what's also super differentiated is, and we can talk more about it maybe now, is the flavor profile of the portfolio that you're already yeah. putting forward so maybe you could hit a little bit on I mean obviously of course you have like your classic cheddar which is kind of much like the the same kind of flavor that Kraft has always done but would love to hear a little more about how you guys thought through this kind of interesting portfolio of flavors yeah so you know Deb hit on the foundational premise for us which is we want to create something delicious and impact and give good nutrition to everybody. So making sure that this had a taste profile that was for the mass consumer was our job one, because I'm not going to say name names, but the leading brand out there is selling over a million boxes a day. And that stuff has no nutrition in it whatsoever. So if we, if we want to impact the most number of people nutritionally on the planet, we got to go after, we got to clean up that kind of main category FYI. And I think we've, we don't, we're not sharing dates, but we've hinted, you can expect us going into vegan. You will expect, and you will see very soon things like gluten-free, but we were very intentional to do that second and to make sure that we took on kind of the classic mac and cheeses first. The other way that we're really tackling it, and I'm really glad you called it out, Daniel, is that both are kind of big incumbents in this space, really define box mac and cheeses for kids. And no offense to dad, we love all the work that she did at Annie's, but you know, it's for kids and you can buy gummies and you can buy grilled fish or you can buy mac and cheese for your kid. And you push the bunny's tail to open the box and all those cute things, which Deb came up with. So cute. But what we learned in our research and just because we, this is, this is us, like everybody loves mac and cheese. It's not for kids. And we would talk to young adults or people of all ages. And they're like, I love mac and cheese. And there was a lot of guilt as people were like, it's a phase I should have outgrown. And we would hear language like that all the time. And we're like, oh, whoa, 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 wait. We actually did research. And we said, hey, young adults age 24 to 36, are you actually eating box mac and cheese? Not like while you're serving to kids or whatever, but do you eat mac and cheese? 85% of that demographic said, yes, they do eat box mac and cheese. We were like, okay, this is clear. I mean, 
this should not just be for kids. This shouldn't be a shameful thing that adults do is eat mac and cheese. We should just love it. And so to the, your profile, taste profile question, we wanted to make sure we had, you know, if you grew up on craft, there's one that is even better. If you grew up on Annie's, there's one that is even better. And that is our Shella Good, which is amazing, kind of tart, you know, sharp cheddar flavor. But then we went beyond and we went with two flavors. One is our mover and shaker, which is a cacio e pepe inspired skew with this cracked black pepper and authentic Italian uh, cooking way to make it, which Deb can talk to you because she actually has a house in Italy. And we just, and then our second one, which is is twist my palm. That one is a really creamy, bold Asiago and Parmesan. Again, not created for kids. We wanted to make sure that there was kind of a flavor for everybody out there. And you're going to see us on the innovation front, continue in the direction to make it super clear that mac and cheese is not just for kids anymore. And and you're going to have so much fun watching, uh, keeping like keeping tabs of us because you're going to see things and say, oh, no, you didn't, which is kind of our motto, like our internal team motto is, oh, no, you didn't. (laughs) So you're going to be really fun. I love that so much. You brought up so many points um, and there's a bunch of things that we can touch on here. But I think your point about you guys going into gluten-free and dairy-free, you know, after you've established this brand as who you are now is really actually super pertinent, like even this week with, uh, or last week with Coconut Bliss, the ice cream, the vegan ice cream company rebranding to Cosmic Bliss with their now a dairy line. And that is not common to see, you know, at all, like a dairy-free to now coming in the dairy space. I think it's much more common to see dairy going non-dairy. And I think you bring up this point of like, why do people, like we have this conception that this is only for kids. And then we give our kids this like unhealthy crap, but instead like anyone can be having this and we can make it really nutritious and good for you the same way we eat X, Y, Z. That's good for us. Exactly. You totally nailed it. And I think, you know, we had a hot summer day last summer here in Santa Cruz, California, which is where our home hometown is. And we all went to Marianne's ice cream, which is a little old fashioned ice cream place. And I just saw people of every single age in that line. I was like, wait, 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 of course, ice cream is for kids and kids will say they love ice cream, but you can love ice cream your whole entire life. And one of the reasons that we do that without shame is that there are brands who are keeping up with good, clean ingredients. They're modern interpretations of kind of like the old fashioned, you know, Neapolitan ice cream or whatever it is. And here's this category, this $4.4 billion category in the U S alone between Mac and cheese Mm -hmm. and pasta. And like, nobody thought to like evolve it. And so we're just having a blast kind of shaking things up a bit. I think also it's great that Bonza kind of just came in as a general pasta company. And then ultimately did line extend right into mac and cheese. They have their chickpea-based mac and cheese, but it's not like, it wasn't their core like brand equity skew. And so like, it, you know, some people do buy Bonza mac and cheese, but you're not really competing with Bonza as like this big first mover that like came into pasta. Like you guys are deliberately about mac and cheese. And so I feel like, you know, it, it's just such an open white space to your guys' point that really hasn't been innovated in for such a long time. And so I guess it's one 30 years, really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, one kind of challenging question maybe is just, you think about the type of consumer you mentioned, how it's not just kids, it is adults. 
And you think about kind of the socioeconomic demographic of kind of craft mac and cheese buyers. I, I would say there are, you know, it, it's pretty widespread. I would say there are even there's affluent individuals who love mac and cheese. There's people who live in kind of low income neighborhoods who love craft mac and cheese. Yeah. And you think about the initial price point that you guys are probably coming out with, given that like right now you're probably operating at your least efficient capacity because you're in the early days and you're still trying to achieve economies of scale and so on. How do you guys think through like the evolution and price point and really trying to reach a wide socioeconomic kind of demographic, just given the fact that this is kind of a product that does appeal to like a wider kind of socioeconomic consumer base? Yeah, it's it's a great question. And we want to be as accessible as possible. On the one hand, things like protein and fiber and prebiotics and clean ingredients and real cheese, not like fake flavorings, all of that costs more. There's that on the one hand, and we're not, don't want to sacrifice on those things to sprinkle in, you know, weird flavorings or things like that, or, you know, all of our nutrients come from organic veggies. They're not derived in a lab, which is a powerful thing to make it more bioavailable to the body. So we don't want to cut those corners. That said, we just launched three and a half months ago and the scale and the scope of this is it's going so fast. I feel really confident and really excited that with these kinds of volumes, we will be at a much more accessible price point over time. But a good reminder, you know, Kodiak cakes or some other things that are really have functional nutrition, they're higher in protein, better, cleaner ingredients. They are still three times more expensive than Bisquick or Krusty's or whatever the, you know, the other competitors are. And those guys are doing 300 million in revenue per year. So they're in the, in the mass market, it's not in, you know, the healthy, a couple little pockets of healthy communities around the country. It's mass. So I think it's pretty clear and keeping in mind, you know, even a price point, like right now our prices started like 350 per box, depending on how much volume you buy. This is in one cup of this mac and cheese. It's the protein equivalent of two and a half hard boiled eggs. So it is a, it's not a side dish. It changes when you put this much nutrition, this much protein, all of this good stuff in it. It can be the center of the plate. And it certainly has become that in my house with my three kids um, and my husband. I mean, we're just, boxes are just flying and out. My the college door. kids, everybody. So oh and it's, if you think about how much protein is in one box and how many nutrients are in one box, and then there's broccoli, there's kale and there's shiitake mushrooms in our ingredients, you are really getting everything you pay for and more. So, but to your kind of, we have a do-gooder mission to actually donate 1% in, in product to food insecurity. So we have donations going out. And of course, that's not what you're talking about, but it does help serve communities that really could use the nutrition in this wonderfully taste, wonderful tasting food. So we have thousands and thousands of boxes that go to food pantries, donations, and um, nonprofits. And we support World Central Kitchen, not with product, but with our website. So in donations, so we are really about doing good and then giving back product wherever we possibly can, where there are food insecurities. Yeah. Which is, which is not insignificant. We just did a quick check because we're just selling so much. We're like, gosh, how much do we have to donate at this point? A lot. And it turns out it's like 
10 semi truck trailers that have, they're going to pull up and start driving across the country to deliver. I mean, it's, it's insane what we get, what we're getting to do. So thank you to everyone listening who's buying. We're able to do lots and lots of good with this. So we appreciate it. That's amazing. So we have to bring up the topic simply because, you know, probably a lot of people that know about the brand know it through the celebrity that is behind it. So Gal is... Gal oh, Bidot. I thought you meant Deb. I was like, <laughs> Deb. Deb. Okay. Yeah. Gal's, no, Gal, Gal's cool too. Yeah. We have lots of Wonder Women on this team. So you're referring to the one that acts in movies. Okay, gotcha. Keep yeah, going. but all of you are celebrities. <laughs> so I guess what is her involvement in the company? And did she have a huge passion or love of mac and cheese? And maybe if you just could talk to that a little bit. Well, Gal and I met actually more than like four years ago now. And so we've we I had known that she's extraordinary. I had known that she was kind of thinking about maybe being part of it. Like it wasn't enough to be like the most famous movie actress and a philanthropist and a producer and all that kind of stuff that she was interested in doing something and being part of a a great, extraordinary entrepreneurial team. And I knew that she was a foodie. I didn't know how much she loved mac and cheese. Deb and I have learned about this and Deb, you should share the story in a minute, but, um, I just approached her as soon as we had this idea. I was like, I have an idea for you. And she's like, oh my gosh. And she's like, I love mac and cheese. And she actually truly her whole lifelong love of mac and cheese. So it was just like magic from the very beginning. And she has been an incredible partner, not only of course, with a hundred million fans in the U.S. helping to be a nice megaphone for this silly, weird, fun brand um, and all that we do. But she's weird. We on Zooms together and she were texting constantly and she's got ideas and meeting all of her buyers and meeting VCs and like as all in as she could possibly be given that she's filming two, two movies right this minute. But we talk on almost or text almost on a daily basis. So she's as all in as it gets. So we're just and, so lucky to have her. her story. So we knew, I mean, she obviously shown us she likes mac cheese, but she, her story was on a, a late night television show. We kind of, we'd heard the story and then she told it. And when she, she lived in Israel and her, I think it was her aunt and uncle would yeah. come from the U S and bring gifts like cabbage patch. She tells about cabbage patch dolls for her sibs or whatever. She just wanted mac and cheese. So they'd bring her big bag loads of boxes of mac and cheese for her to eat. And that was her true passion. And, she, and even when we're there. like shooting, cause we're shooting a lot of stuff together and we're shooting. And she has a lot of people who knew her when she was a little girl and they'll be like, look at you eat mac and cheese. It's just like the old days. And it's just <laughs> so cute. It's so genuine. So even when she's like on James Corden, you know, he's asking her about red notice. And I mean, she kind of seems a little bit bored. Let's just be honest. And then he's like, so you send some boxes to the studio and she just like lights up. She just can't wait to talk about it. And I think that's what makes it so real and true and genuine, but you know, it's moving gall, but it's also, you know, we've had Kim Kardashian post and Joanna Gaines post and Drew Barrymore post and just regular people who are so inspired by eating something where they don't have to choose between nutrition and yum. It's just inspired a lot of people and athletes. That's a whole other world of athletes. athletes and 
you know, it just, it turns out it's like the perfect post-workout food and pre-workout and pre, food and pre-workout and post-workout. It's just yeah. protein. It's, it's carb load plus protein. So it's incredible. <laughs> I love that. I, that's so great. I love that you text her all. I, and I love that she's actually like a part of the company and she's not just some figure that sells product, but she's really a part of the brand, part of doing gooder and, and making things better. So I do just want to touch on it quickly. And I know you kind of alluded to it a little bit, but pipeline, what's next for Goodles? What's coming down the pipeline? And I know you can't tell us much, but maybe you can hint at us. I can't tell them anything, can we? <laughs> well, okay. I think there's a few things we can say. I think that we did already allude that we wanted to start with, you know, some mass products first, and then we'll be following up with things like vegan and gluten-free. But I think the surprising part is going to be how fast and furious things come. The pipeline is pretty, pretty robust. I will also say that we will be doing these LTO limited time only drops of various flavors and doing it on a pretty frequent basis. And so there's going to be some really fun, both collaborations for new flavors and some things that very clearly solidify that mac and cheese is clearly not for kids anymore. So that's all I'm going to say to hint. It really does inspire you to go to our website. So you can buy and you can get great deals on our website for subscriptions, et cetera. So, and then potential give backs, et cetera. Everybody should stay tuned to the website, regardless of staying tuned to, we should be within 15 minutes of everybody's homes within the next two months. So that's, that's the only way we're really saying it right now, but we're really excited for the pipeline and we're really excited for our website and the continued growth, like the continued, continued wonderful kind of wacky, cheeky stuff that we do. We have a dune buggy in our headquarters office. We that's do. I can, show you, I can show you our dune buggy that's in the middle of our office, but your listeners won't be able to see it. But we'll <laughs> I mean, I love your online retail store that has like skateboards and sweatsuits and roller skates. Like I just love how much you guys lean in to the entire brand. And also- you're leaning no. into a brand where you're crossing barriers between adolescent, children, adult, old, young, like yes. anyone can have fun. Anyone can do good. Anyone can enjoy mac and cheese. And it's so, yeah, but love no, th- Thank you for noticing that. And it does for sure bring us joy, but it also is really strategic because we're in this category with really big incumbents that have really deep pockets and we can't outspend them and we can't out slotting fee them. We don't even want to. The, but what we can do is we can out be more creative. We can be weirder. We have to be more buzzy, all of those sorts of things. So it really is not just a fun thing that brings us joy. It's actually really strategic and allows us to, we just won the Nexty Award for the brand of the show out of 66,000 people with the most buzz. And it's because <laughs> of the roller skates and it's the stuffies and it's the mac and cheese. It's like all of those things and, together that just clearly our team spaces. We're, we have the greatest team. We have so much fun. This is a real, you know, this is an authentic smaller team and we are doing incredible 
things. We're not this big corporation. So we can actually be, we pivot into like our personality. We can have fun with it. We listen to everybody. We are actually doing good things in the world based upon what each person in the company wants to do good, how we want to do good, cleaning up the beach or whatever it is. Um, or putting googly eyes on weird looking vegetables just because it's funny. And we <laughs> play jokes on each other. I go into the kitchen and there's like googly eyes on the eggs and it cracks me up. And so it's just so funny. And so we're actually <laughs> shipping thousands of googly eyes to our do-gooders, which are as our community, just to see because what other people put googly eyes on and see how we can make everyone smile. So Rachel and Daniel need some googly eyes too. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> we are going to transition to our favorite part of the podcast, which is our rapid fire. So I'm going to throw some questions at you guys and you can each just give me your quick, you know, one word answer. So guilty pleasure. Chocolate. Oh, absolutely. But our guilty pleasure? Your guilty pleasure. Red wine. Okay. Your superpower. PowerPoint slides. Positivity. Last one. Your favorite cheese. Asiago. Goat. Ah. All right. And what we like to ask all of our guests is how they subscribe to wellness. So what are some things that you guys do on a daily basis that keep your wheels going and keep you feeling good? I meditate every day. Um, I feel like that's really important. And uh, I believe that everything you put in your body, sleep, food, and I love goodles in my body. It feels so good. Of course, I have to say that those things are really part of making sure I'm grounded and aligned and purposefully aligned and I'm happy. Yeah, for me, I it's all around the people that I surround myself with. So this work, this team, my family, my kids, and just making time to connect with them every single day keeps me sane, brings me joy. Thank you both so much. Where can our listeners learn more about Goodles? Goodles.com is right now the only place that you can get them, but coming soon to many more locations. So Goodles.com is the, and, is, and, and following and us at all Goodles. Yeah. All Goodles Instagram. Yep. It's really fun to follow us. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you both, Thank you both so much. We love chatting with you. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, Thanks Rachel. Daniel. Thanks, Daniel. Thank you guys. Very fun. Bye. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of week filled with wellness, and we'll see you next time.